Welcome to the Word of God. I'm Father Reed. In our lectionary readings every week, we find ourselves in proper 28. Next week will be proper 29, and there is no proper 30. What we do is to start over with a new calendar year, the first Sunday of Advent, the first Sunday of Advent. I'll be saying more about that in next week's podcast. Now, you will notice in proper 28 that we are listing the scriptures for Revelation and Matthew only. We are not listing the scriptures for 1st Maccabees. Remember I said last week, proper 27, that 1st Maccabees is in the Apocrypha. I do not have the time to give you a dissertation on the Apocrypha, but it's a very interesting academic discussion. The Roman Catholic Church, for example, does recognize the Apocrypha as actually canon scripture, but other mainline denominations, Protestant ones, do not. They believe that there are 66 books in the Bible, 39 in the Old, 27 in the New. The Roman Catholic Church has 27 in the New also, but they add 13 or 14 in the Old to the 39 by the addition of the Apocrypha. First Maccabees is more of a history book. Several of the apocryphal readings are fantasyful, and they are uh, very much poetry and lots of wisdom literature. First Maccabees talks about the history of Israel in the Maccabean period, most notably the Maccabean revolt. So we're going to concentrate today's conversation with Revelation chapter 20 to 22 and Matthew chapter 17 and 18. Remember in Matthew, we were following Jesus. Matthew has 28 chapters. We're looking at the 17th and the 18th verse, uh, chapters, I'm sorry, and the verses in those chapters. And again, Jesus is on his journey. He's going to be making his way to Jerusalem and ultimately he will perish in chapters 26 and 27. He'll be resurrected in 28. And of course, there's some tremendous readings uh, coming up in Matthew when we get into the 20s. Uh, I hope that you've been a fan of Revelation, particularly chapters 20, 21, and 22. I strongly recommend chapter 21 and 22 uh, in preparation for the next life, the life to come, going to heaven, the consequences of uh, not going to heaven that we will begin with in chapter 27 through 15. Now, in chapter 20, we have the thousand-year reign, and uh, I'm not going to give you an exposition on that uh, idea also. In chapter 20, verse 7, when the thousand years are over, Satan will be released from his prison and will go down to deceive the nations in the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them for battle. In number, they are like the sand on the seashore. Verse 10, and the devil who deceived them was thrown in the lake of burning sulfur where the beast and the false prophet had been thrown. Again, not going to get into an exposition on the beast and the false prophet. You may have heard of that before. Our ministers, teachers, preachers uh, commenting on that. They will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Now, I do believe in a hell. We'll look at that in uh, chapter 20, 11 to 15. I do believe in a heaven. I do believe in the doom of the devil, the beast, and the false prophet. 
but to say who those people are that is the beast and the false prophet, I'm not at liberty to say. The dead are judged. In verses 11 to 15, these are very sober verses and very important. Then I saw a great white throne and him who was seated on it. Earth and sky fled from his presence and there was no place for them. I saw the dead, great and small, standing before the throne and the books were opened. So that means that all of us are going to be judged at what we call the great white throne judgment. Another book was opened, which is the book of life. The dead were judged according to what they had done as recorded in the books. So it's written down. What you and I do makes a difference. The the reason that we want to repent of our sins is that we want to ask forgiveness for what we've done and have the blood of Christ cover those sins so that we are forgiven of those sins before God. The sea gave up the dead that were in it, and death and Hades gave up the dead that were in them, and each person was judged according to what he or she had done. So every person's going to be judged, and they're going to be judged, I'm going to be judged, you're going to be judged according to what you did in this life. So again, what you do in this life makes a big difference. Then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. The lake of fire is the second death. Now, the first death is the death that you and I have when we pass from this life to the next. That's the first death. The second death is when people go to hell eternally or permanently. If your name, anyone's name, was not found written in the book of life, if your name is not in that book, then you are thrown, that individual is thrown into the lake of fire. Now, is this a real place? Yes. The Bible describes it as a lake of fire. The dead were judged according to what they had done. Now, here's the good news. The good news is we have a Savior and who saves us from our sins and forgives us of our sins. The good news is you want to go to heaven. Chapter 21, verse 1. A new heaven and a new earth, the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. There was no longer any sea. And so you want to read through the great 21st chapter of Uh, Revelations, fabulous. Verse 6, it is done. I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To him who is thirsty, I will give to drink without cost from the spring of the water of life. He who overcomes will inherit all this, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. So, follow the Lord, love the Lord, submit to the Lord, repent of your sins, do what God says, keep his commandments, bear fruit in good works, you and I will go to heaven. Okay? Continue to read on in chapter 21 and verse 27, last verse. Nothing impure will ever enter it. No impurities in the heaven. Nor will anyone who does what is shameful or deceitful, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. So I refer to the Lamb's Book of Life at the end of 20, at the end of 21. You can't enter impure. You've got to have your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Okay? All right. Very important. Revelation 22. The angel showed me, verse 1, 
The river of the water of life is clear as crystal flowing down from the throne of God and of the Lamb down the middle of the great street of the city. Now, he's given you a picture of heaven. It's beautiful. It's fantastic. It's indescribable, actually. It's, hell is also indescribably. It's indescribably bad. Heaven is indescribably good. Behold, I am coming soon, verse 7. Blessed is he who keeps the words of the prophecy of this book. That's why you want to know the word of God. That's why you want to know what the Bible says. That's why you want to keep it. That's why you want to submit to the Holy Spirit to allow you to do what God has called you to do. Behold, I am coming soon, verse 12 of 22. The last book of the Bible. The last chapter of the Bible. My reward is with me and I will give to everyone according to what he has done. How are you going to be judged? According to what you have done. Are you going to get a reward? Yes, you will as you obey the Lord. What is your reward going to be if you don't obey the Lord? You don't want to know what that is. You need to obey the Lord and do what he says. I'm the Alpha and the Omega. The Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. This is who Jesus is. I, Jesus, verse 16, have sent my angel to you to give you this testimony for the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright morning star. The spirit of the bride say come, so the invitation is out for all of us. And let him who hears say come. Come, come, you're welcome, come. Whoever is thirsty, let him come. Whoever wishes, let him take free the gift of the water of life. Take free. It's yours. It's by grace. Ephesians 2, 8, 9. By grace you've been saved through faith. It's a gift of God, lest any person should boast. He who testifies to these things says, yes, I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. In the last verse of the Bible, the grace of the Lord Jesus be with God's people. Amen. And so... Enjoy reading Revelation 20, which talks about the great white throne judgment, 21 and 22, which talk about heaven. And there are a few verses in there that encourage us not to do certain things so that we will go to heaven. Heaven is going to be an indescribably great place. And I hope and pray that every single one of us listening to this podcast will be there as you transition and when you transition from this life to the next. Let's go back to the words of Jesus in Matthew 17. Matthew chapter 17, beginning at the first verse. What is Jesus doing? Let's see. The transfiguration. So he takes Peter, James, and John up to a high mountain by themselves, and God appears to them. A cloud overshadows them. Voice says, this is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. Moses and Elijah joined Jesus. What a beautiful thing. The words from God. This is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. Can't give you better advice today than listen to Christ. Listen to what Christ is telling you. He is glorified in the transfiguration. He shows his beauty and his glory. And so as he prepares himself to die for us, we know that he's going to live forever because we see the glory of God. This is why the transfiguration is so important. He comes down off the mountain, and there's a lot of work to be done down the mountain. 
the healing of the epileptic, epileptic boy, someone that's got a demon, Jesus rebukes the demon, and he's healed at that moment. This is how great he is. He can appear in a glorified state. He can cast out devils. He once again says in verse 22, the Son of Man is going to be betrayed into the hands of men. They will kill him and on the third day be raised to life. And the disciples were filled with grief. Why were they sad? Because they didn't understand anything about what he said regarding his resurrection. Even though he had said that he was going to be re resurrected at least three times. We have the paying of the temple tax miraculously. And in chapter 18, who's the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? That's a good question. Well, Jesus' answer is in verse 3, I tell you the truth, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. So you have to become like a little child. So whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Chapter 18, verse 4. And whoever welcomes a little child like me, like this, in my name, welcomes me. So again, we have the glorification of Christ in the Mount uh, tr Transfiguration. We have the healing of the epileptic boy with the casting out of the devil. And we have the paying of the temple tax. And then we have this teaching about who is the greatest. He also shares a parable of the lost sheep in chapter 18. 10 through 14, chapter 18, 10 through 14, and then the brother that sins against you. How many times should you forgive? How many times should I forgive? 70 times 7? 70 times 7. Peter thought it was 7 times? No, Peter, 70 times 7. I'm going to tell you a parable. It's one of the great parables in the Bible, the unmerciful servant. Please read it carefully. Brothers and sisters, Christianity is about forgiveness. It's about forgiveness. How many times should I forgive my brother? 21. Seven times? No. 70 times seven. An infinite number. Who? Everyone. What about those that, that hate me? Love your neighbor as yourself. Love your enemy. Pray for your enemy. Matthew chapter 5, the end of the last several verses of chapter 5. And so he has this beautiful parable about forgiveness. And that's what we need to practice, brothers and sisters. Not only loving one another, but forgiving one another. Again, Jesus is on the move. He's being glorified. He's casting out devils. He's teaching them about what is important in parables or just a straight-up teaching. He tells us what to do and how do we live our daily lives. This is why we have a gospel component every time we have the lectionary readings. It's very important. So I pray that you will spend some time this week in prayer, seeking the scriptures, listening, praying, asking God what he wants you to do, what he wants me to do. Enjoy the scriptures this week. And we'll see you next week for Proper 29, the end of the church calendar for the Word of God. God bless you.